0: That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, provided by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Listen, and you'll know. First of all, if you haven't heard this yet, I love this. Rod Arquette on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS.
3: Well, Joe Biden says he wants
4: 1.9 trillion—that's with the T—trillion dollars now to help bring the U.S. economy back from COVID-19. He will speak to the nation in what just about, uh, maybe a little bit more than an hour from now. He will outline a plan that includes a huge amount of money to bail out states and cities around the country who don't know how to run a budget. Fortunately, Utah is not one of them, but places like Chicago and California. Illinois, New Jersey, New York are going to get a ton of money just to help them out. Among the other ideas, of course, um, he's talking about boosting the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. He's talking about another sixteen hundred dollars per person to get through the uh, another stimulus check, so to speak, to get through the uh, what's been going on with the uh, with the economy and with COVID nineteen. That's just one of many things, and we'll dig more into that as time goes on here on the Rod Arquette Show. How are you, everybody? Hello, Utah. Welcome to the Rod Arquette Show on this Thursday. I believe we're already almost to the middle of the month. Wow, where's 2021 gone? Anything been going on the last two weeks? Ah, not at all. (laughs) We are on the road today broadcasting live from Bar, Built Bar. I tell you what, they have a secret. Now, the secret is they help you keep both of your New Year's resolutions. They will help you eat healthier, and they will help you eat tastier food. It's the protein bar called Built Bar. It is absolutely delicious, and we're going to be talking more about that uh, throughout the day today as we're broadcasting live from their uh, headquarters down here in American Fork. So a lot to get to today. I want to start off the show today um, first of all talking about what happened a week ago yesterday. Um, and, you know, as now the president has been impeached for a second time, by the U.S. House of Representatives, a rush to judgment. Matter of fact, they're calling it a drive-by impeachment or a snap impeachment. Now, he was yesterday, but they, you know, they impeached the president before using the Russian hopes. And now this a riot erupted last week. They're using it again. Five people died. And that's sad. We, you know, that, uh, nothing can condone that. Nothing can condone the violence that took place. But guess what? We talked about this briefly yesterday. More and more evidence is surfacing now that, that the attack on the Capitol last week was premeditated and planned. Even CNN and the Washington Post are reporting today that uh, evidence has uncovered so far, including weapons and tactics seen on surveillance videos suggesting a level of planning that has led investigators to believe the attack at the Capitol was not just a protest that spiraled out of control, according to federal officials. Now, among the evidence that they have today is that the FBI is examining are indications that some of those who were at the Trump rally at the ellipse outside the ellipse outside the White House left early, perhaps to retrieve I- to be the assault on the Capitol. So, you know, here we have an impeachment claiming the president incited this. It was all his fault, and as evidence is now coming out, this rushed judgment is proving wrong again, simply because evidence is start surfacing now about what's going on. Now, I want to take a minute, and as we have time tonight, talk to you about Don Lemon. I think many of you know who Don Lemon is. He's a CNN commentator. He comes on after Chris Cuomo. Now, are black men who voted for Donald Trump on the side of the Klan I want you to listen to this with Don Lemon last night on CNN, in which he basically accused everybody who supported Donald Trump and Donald Trump himself support the claim. Listen to what Don Lemon said last night.
5: Now what you hear is, well, you can't say that everybody who voted for Trump is like the people who went into the Capitol. Response? You can't say that what everybody's like, everybody who votes for Trump is like them. No, I just explained to you, if you if if you are on that side, you need to think about the side you're on. I am never on the side of the Klan. I am never principal people, conservative or liberal, never on the Klan side. Principal people, conservative or liberal, never on the Nazi side. Principal people who are conservative or liberal, never on the side. That treats their, their fellow Americans as less than, that says that your fellow Americans should not exist, that, said your, that says your fellow Americans should be in a concentration camp, or that sides with slavery, or sides with any sort of bigotry. Right, and if they Princi- say, I don't agree with those people, I just like Trump's policy. Well, then get out of the crowd with him. Get out of the crowd I with I wasn't them. in the crowd, I just voted for Trump. You're in the crowd who voted for Trump. If you voted for Trump, you voted for the person who the Klan supported. You voted for the person who Nazis support. You voted for the person who the alt-right supports. That's the crowd that you are in. You voted for the person who incited a crowd to go into the Capitol and, and potentially take the lives of lawmakers, took the lives of police officers, took the lives of innocent lives who were there on the Capitol that day. You voted on that side.
4: So think about this for a minute. According to Don Lemon and CNN, anybody who voted for Donald Trump or supported the president over the last four years are members of the KKK. And if you don't just entirely leave Trump and leave your support, you will continue to be viewed as a member of the KKK. Now, let me say a word or two about that. The American mainstream media, and I'm talking about places like The New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS, and even PBS. We know they've been deeply hostile to the 75 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump. Now, instead of trying to really understand the concerns that many of us have about the future of the country, they treat us as if we're part of the KKK. Uh, they treat all of us as part of this conspiracy. You see progressives online, increasingly vocal people, including people like James Clapper, formerly with the CIA, now a talking head on CNN, suggesting that there's got to be some sort of truth and reconciliation commission. I mean, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, even today, called for a commission to rein in the media. So if you support Donald Trump, you've got to be publicly shamed unless you apologize and renounce your support for the president. 75 million people voted for Donald Trump. So I guess every one of us out there, those of us who did vote for the president, are basically a bunch of clans members. <laughs> now, I, mean, I can't believe that, but that is how the media is trying to portray this. Now, as I mentioned, if there was any effort
3: on their part to try and
4: understand what our concerns are, it would be amazing. But they don't. They are now in power, and they feel they can say and do anything they want. And we can probably expect this for the next several years, as long as Joe Biden in the White House. Because Joe Biden, as we've been calling him, the egg salad president, egg salad sandwich president, has no backbone to stand up to these guys. And he's not going to. And even yesterday on the impeachment, he said, well, you know, we could hold the meeting in the morning, hold hearings in the morning to get the things done I want to get done. And then in the afternoon, consider impeachment. That makes a whole lot of sense, doesn't it? But that's what Joe Biden wants to do. We'll talk more about this throughout the afternoon here on the Rod Arquette show in Utah's Talk Radio 1059. KNRS listening, you'll know. As I mentioned, we are broadcasting live from Bilt Bar here in American Fork. You know, if you want to eat healthier, you want to eat tastier food in 2021. That may be one of your New Year's resolutions. Have you tried? Built bar. Built bar is the healthier than your favorite protein bar. The bars are low cal, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. And each bar is absolutely delicious. We'll be talking with Brenna here shortly. She's having one of their brand new ones. It's the Cookie Dough bar. And she says it's absolutely delicious. So if you want to enjoy the healthiest thing you'll do today, why not pick up a beet Bar? You'll feel a uh, built bar. You'll feel better about yourself because healthy has never been so delicious and they really are and they have all kinds of flavors caramel brownie cookies and cream my favorite are the berry ones like raspberry and strawberry cherry they're absolutely delicious and don't give up on your new year's wish built bar is the answer go to builtbar.com use the promo code rod20 to get 20% off your order today again use the the code rod20 and order built bars at builtbar.com do so today
8: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9. KNRS listening you'll know, broadcasting live from Bilt Bar today. If you're looking for a way in 2021 to eat healthier food, healthy food that is actually tasty well they've come up with that secret formula to do just that here at built bar it's a protein bar that is absolutely delicious comes in a variety of flavors and we'll be talking about that throughout the day here on the radar catch um and if you want to get on at a great deal go to builtbar.com right now Use the promo code ROD20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar and Built com. You know, one of the issues that I think a lot of people, especially supporters of President Trump, have raised during what happened last Wednesday at the uh, nation's capital was that the media was all over the rioters claiming this the worst thing that has ever happened in the world. And it was bad. Five people lost their lives. Damage was done. We, you know, uh, Protesters went after the Capitol. But a lot of people are saying, where was your anger, many of you in the media and those in the Democratic Party, all summer when you had the BLM riots going on? Where was that anger? Well, joining us on our newsmaker line to talk about it right now is Victoria Taft. She is a contributor with PJ Media, also a blogger and a podcaster. Victoria, how are you? And welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you very much, Rod. It's great to be on with you. And I'm doing great. I'm on your show. All's good. Victor.
4: Uh, yeah, well, I, I appreciate you coming on. What about this argument that we're making is to, I mean, would things have been different, uh, Victoria, and I know you write about this, if what happened this summer would have been treated the same way as what happened and coverage of it, what happened last Wednesday? Would things have been different, do you think, Victoria?
1: There wouldn't have been any different at the Capitol building last Wednesday, but they certainly would have been different over the last spring and summer and fall in places as far-flung as Kenosha and Portland and Seattle. They would have been a lot different. But instead, what we had were feckless leaders deciding that it was going to be the summer of love and they ought to just let these people go because, honestly, we can't really do much about them. And and what's the point of standing up for what's right? Shoot. Um, They're just going to come back tomorrow. (laughs) But what they didn't realize is that and indeed, they did come back tomorrow because they kept letting them go. Rod,
4: why did they let this go? Simply because it was a message that they, you know it was one of those issues that are near and dear to the hearts of Democrats, and they didn't let it go.
1: You know, you were talking about the truth and reconciliation commission or what have you that they're discussing in Washington, D.C. under a Biden administration. Basically what that is, it's restorative justice, which they've been doing in Portland and I imagine in Seattle for a very long time. And basically it's getting people together together. So you can scream at the bad guy and then pat the person who's screaming on the head and tell them to run along and I hope you feel better. And and that's basically what's going to happen. And in in fact, that's what they've been doing in in Portland uh, for a very long time, as I mentioned. But, you know, if they just say, look, rioting is wrong, looting is wrong, that's stealing, and that's somebody else's stuff, vandalizing someone else's property is wrong telling people that you're going to burn them out of their homes because they happen to be close to a police precinct is wrong. And it's a terror act, actually. In, Port- in uh, Seattle, that's what happened in Portland. In Seattle, of course, they ceded ground and gave over a precinct to the uh, people from Shaz, Antifa, BLM. But, you know, because it's BLM, they get a pass. But I will tell you, Rod, and something I want your listeners to know, there has never been an activity that uh, Black Lives Matter has done, starting in 2014 with Ferguson, Missouri, that has not involved Antifa or its um, entangled uh, groups, affinity groups. It's always done that. They have Lisa Fithian, she of Occupy fame, who is a... 70. I think she's from the 70s, and she was a, a radical who came to train BLM in Ferguson, Missouri, and Antifa in Ferguson, Missouri. So there's never been an activity BLM's done without Antifa. So uh, I, I don't know why BLM gets a pass. They're always, um, you know, in the same quiver as as the folks in uh, Antifa. Um, And and I think that because they're so cowed, these uh, Democrats especially, and Republicans to some extent, so cowed by the fact that this is a group that has black in its name and they don't want to offend black people. Well, all you have to do is look at last Wednesday's gathering at the rally on Capitol Hill and look at all the black faces and people of other kinds of color and uh, backgrounds, ethnicities and and at least get a grip on the fact that you know what there are a lot of people who like Donald Trump of many different ethnic backgrounds and um so you don't need to you're not offending them when you go after black lives matter because it's not about black people it's about marxism because they are vowed marxists sure they have a lot of the same hue but that's that's pretty much um that's all it is there are they're communists just like the the anarcho communists of antifa
4: Victoria, what would have happened this summer, do you think, if the Democratic mayors had really allowed police to do their job and put down the violence that we saw all summer long? What, what do you think would have happened?
1: I think that they, a lot of people would have gone to jail and they would have stopped much sooner. Uh, had the prosecutors uh, been in place who would actually prosecute cases, had the mayors, and the, certainly I, I'm reminded of Ted Wheeler in Portland and Jenny Burdick, mm-hmm. and, oh, not Jenny Bur- uh, but uh, Jenny, what's her name in, uh, uh, yeah, in Seattle, Seattle? And I have yeah. to say, I mean, they're just part and parcel of the the whole leftosphere And oh gosh, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. When in fact, there those people who are rioting and looting and stealing other people's stuff and terrorizing people—they're hurting a lot of people's feelings. I mean, if you're going to if you're going to go down to just the feeling on the hierarchy of need, it's you know <laughs> my feelings also count. You know, so
4: that's <laughs> the, um,
9: you, uh, you know you they know.
1: appealed from that point of view. They just never remember the little people out there. Well, you've got insurance. They kept telling us, "Remember, Rod, you've got insurance. You can pay for it." Well, the insurance companies eventually are going to say. You know what you live in the x y z area of this town in maybe this part of Kenosha or this part of Portland or this part of Atlanta or whatever, and you're, and we're not going we're not going to give you cheap insurance anymore it's going to cost you a premium because you live in a high violence area yeah, yeah. that's one you know that the most stop.
4: disgusting yeah, and you touched on it a little bit, Victoria, I think the most disgusting comment that I heard and I think it was the protester. For- Recall this as well, where she actually um, said, Looting is form of racial equality, racial justice. I just, I, yeah, I, that know, is it was pretty amazing.
1: That is so offensive, isn't it? That somebody would equate stealing other people's stuff. I mean, it's one of the Ten Commandments for crying out loud. You don't steal other people's stuff. It's put there. I think I've paraphrased it. And, um, and, um, you have, you have people normalizing theft. That's wrong. Everybody knows it's wrong. And of course, Rod, I'm sure as you've talked about on your program, you have people who have dumbed down the differences between right and wrong. I say dumbed down. Some people think it's glossed over. um, And it's part of a, it's part of a, a, um, a philosophy, a way of thinking, attempting to uh, make sure that people don't look to another higher being from whence they might get some instruction, like what's right and what's wrong. It's all
4: about <laughs> that. It's,
1: it's just, it, it is. It's true. It's just true. It is
4: pretty it's pretty amazing that thing. we have, uh, you know, they're, they're, you, you know the world used to be uh, black and white, and now it's become all gray. And you can justify just about anything, Victoria, and I think that's, that's very oh, sad. Man. Victoria, thank you so much for chatting with us and being on the show today. Hope to have you back. Thank you, Victoria.
1: I'd love it. Thanks so much, Rod.
4: All right, that's the contributor, PJ Media, blogger, and podcaster talking about if only the left and right had come together to condemn violence when it counted. And we're talking about this summer as well as what happened last week. All right, more of the Roderick coming up as we continue with our broadcast live from Bill Barr right here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9, KNRS, and iHeart Radio Station. Rod.
9: Give me back my land. Give me back my money. I wanna be
2: live a free man. The Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 1059 KNRS. A free
4: man. All right, welcome back to The Rod Arquette Show, which we broadcast live from the headquarters of Built Bar here in American Fork. Built Bar is a healthier and delicious tasting protein bar. So if you're looking at enjoying a healthier day each and every day, you know, and you you always need a little snack between maybe lunch and before you go home from work or during the day or you're headed to the gym, you need something to pick you up and get ready for your workout, let me tell you what, Built Bar, they're absolutely delicious. They do not taste like a protein bar. They taste like a candy bar. And we'll tell you more about it as we continue with our live broadcast from Build Bar here in American Fork this afternoon. There is no doubt, I've yet to see over the years as I've looked at this, any historian who has not recognized that Abraham Lincoln was probably the greatest greatest president this country has ever had. You know, um, took this country through Civil War. But even before Civil War, this is back when he was only 28 years old, Abraham Lincoln delivered an address in Illinois talking about... Mob violence and vigilantism, and joining me on our NewsMaker line to talk more about that and the article he wrote about it is Carl Canyon with Real Clear Politics, he's the Washington bureau chief. Carl, how are you, and welcome back to the show.
10: Thanks, I'm I'm good. Are you you are are
4: you all right? Yeah, we're doing all right, Carl. We're doing just fine. Thank you for asking, Carl. What about Lincoln's thoughts on vigilantism in mob violence? I read your article, and it's pretty amazing that even back in eighteen 18- Thirty-eight. Lincoln realized that not mob mob violence will not get this country anywhere.
10: Well, you know, he was talking about um, pro-slavery mobs in uh, Southern Illinois uh, that killed, killed, raided a a jail, uh, lynched a Negro as as African Americans were called then. Um, A newspaper crusading newspaper publisher named you know Elijah Lovejoy, and he who is killed um, while trying to cover, you know, he would become an abolitionist. And Lincoln was talking, what Lincoln was talking was to, uh, you know, angry Southern whites who wanted the status quo. And he was saying, he was saying, whatever you whatever you think of your cause, it doesn't justify violence. And if, and if that's how we're going to settle our differences, we won't have a country. Now, this is, you know, He he was a foreshadowing of the Civil War, and Lincoln, even as a young man, he was in his late 20s, understood that violence was not the way to press your case politically, no matter how much you believed in the cause.
4: Carl, why don't politicians today recognize that mob violence is not the way to go? Because there's been a lot of talk ever since what happened on Wednesday as to how the Democrats and the media in this country covered the riots that we had all summer long. Why do they not recognize that or say anything about it?
10: Well, you know, you know Rob, people like you and I have warned them, you know, that, this, would, that this, this is not where they wanted to be, but they didn't listen to us. I mean, you know, Nancy Pelosi, I don't. Disagree with much with much of how she characterized what happened at the Capitol, but you know when 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 thugs mobs, whatever you want to call them showed up in Baltimore and you know defaced the statue of Christopher Columbus uh, in her neighborhood or old neighborhood mm-hmm. where she grew up yeah. in little Italy and threw it into Baltimore harbor, you know how people do what they're going to do in San Francisco when they deface statues of you know, Father Sarah and, and U.S. Grant and Lincoln, she well, people will do what they do. And, you know, this was at the highest levels of the Democratic Party. Kamala Harris raised, urged her supporters to raise money to bail out uh, rioters in Minneapolis where they had burned down a police station. And so, you know, for, for the, I understand why Republicans on Capitol Hill were kind of scratching their heads. They were horrified by what happened with this, this mob that, Trump sent oh, yeah. there, they, oh, yeah. but they—they they were, and it just everybody was. But they didn't understand why Democrats had only woken up to the threat.
4: Let me ask you about this, um, Carl. When you when you, when you think about this mob violence um, today, you're dealing with a new kind of mob violence. It's called the digital mob. That that is a unique new challenge, is it not?
10: Yeah. Well, I think it is, and I, you know, I'm, not, I'm a pretty moderate guy. But the one thing I'm nearly absolutist about uh, is the first amendment and and freedom of expression and freedom of speech, freedom of assembly. You know, the first amendment is sacrosanct to me, the country was founded on it and this, what's going on with Twitter and Amazon and and these big Facebook, these big tech oligarchs and their, and their workforces, which is essentially banning speech that they don't like banning, you know, mainstream conservative ideas that's that's not American, and that's a problem. And and I look, I'm sympathetic in a way. If you started a company like Jack Dorsey did, you started Twitter, and a guy comes along and you could never have imagined, Donald Trump, who came out of New York real estate, and you know you were vaguely aware he had this show, uh, The Apprentice, and, but then he's running for president, and he's using your platform to attack mm-hmm. everything you hold dear and people you do in very intemperate language you know, you say, why why am I letting this guy on my platform? But you know, he had want he wants to when he started out, he said he wanted to be the free speech wing of the free speech party, you know? And I think his initial instinct was better. And you we just ultimately have to trust the American people to get it right. Although you know, you watch what happened this summer and you watch what happened at the Capitol, I, I can see why people think that Americans can't be trusted with the truth. But that's the only way to forward. You can't have you can't have one side deciding how the debate gets shaped.
4: Yeah, that's for sure, Carl. Carl, how can we even be trusted with having a good discussion, a debate? I mean, we can't even be trusted to do that anymore, can we?
10: Well, you know, I know, and, and it's it's depressing. I, I had high hopes for this debate on the House, but they lasted about 10 minutes. I mean, it wasn't really a debate. What it was was these these speeches, these 30-second, one-minute yeah. speeches, yeah. intended all very repetitious on both sides intended for an audience back home you think okay why well because they don't want to get primaried and all these districts are so gerrymandered they don't want to be attacked you know if you're a republican from the right and if you're a democrat from the left in a primary that's how that's how aoc got to be in congress she, she ran against a perfectly liberal congressman joe crowley uh, who was in the leadership and beat him in the, by a few thousand votes in a very low turnout election? So that's what they're that's what they're oriented towards. They're not really debating at all, because if you listen carefully to the debate, and there were a couple exceptions. Kevin McCarthy, the majority leader, leader excuse me, the House minority, the yeah, House Republican minority
4: leader, leader. Yeah,
10: yeah, yeah, he he gave a very heartfelt talk, I thought, and so did Steny Hoyer, who is was, who's the majority leader. His counterpoint on. The, Counterpart on the Democratic side, they, they spoke, I thought, from the heart, and they made some points. But the rest of it was just these, you know, the same thing: armed insurrection, so snap impeachment. You know, and what I but what I heard from the Democrats was a really good case for censure of the president. And if you had a Congress that is that was functional, you know, both the both leaders, Pelosi and McCarthy, you know, they come from California now. You'd think that they'd be able to talk to each other. They could. What, what you could have had is you could have had 400 people condemning what, what Donald Trump has done and not accepting the election and in, 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 in firing up that mob. That would have been more powerful, I believe, yeah. than an impeachment, a second impeachment along party line votes. Yeah, I understand 10 Republicans voted for it. But, other, but this was a straight party line vote. 100% of the Democrats and 95% of the Republicans voted with their party. So what's the average voter to think? Oh well, that's politics.
9: That's true. Yeah, yeah that's But if you'd, if
10: you'd have had two hundred, if you'd had one hundred ninety-seven, if you'd had one hundred ninety-seven Republicans signing a censure agreement against the president, I think that would have gotten people's attention. And and it's a that's a long roundabout way to answer your question. But then maybe we could have started again on a dialogue with some shared with some shared values and facts, and we need that in this country. Boy,
4: boy we sure do. As always, Carl, we certainly do. Carl, as always, great chatting with you. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Thank you, Carl. Anytime, my friend. All right, that's Carl Cannon. He is the Washington Bureau Chief for Real Clear Politics. Even Abe Blinken, back in 1838, 1838, warned against mob violence here in the country. Pretty amazing. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show in Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9. KNRS listening, you'll know. We are broadcasting live today from Built Bar down here in American Fork. If you have not tried a Built Bar yet, Shame on you. They are really that good. And Brenna is back with us to talk about that. Brenna, here we are through the holidays. I know. Start of a new year. Everybody has a new year's resolution. One of them is to get healthier and yeah. eat healthier. And a good way to do it is with a built bar.
8: Oh, my gosh. It's the best. Because with the built bar, it's like this own category of itself. You have healthy, you know, not great tasting protein bars. And then you have, you know, your candy cheat bars, yeah. your cheat day. <laughs> built bar meets in the middle. Like both of them had a baby right here. You get your protein, and it tastes like a candy bar. It's like amazing. Low in calories, low in net carbs. So it's good for keto. A lot of people doing weight watchers love it because it's low in that carb count Um, and it tastes amazing. Yeah.
4: I mean, I I, I love you have a big sign as you walk into the uh, lobby here, and in chocolate colors, it says, We are. Delicious. delicious and I love it because you are
8: yes it's it's really great you know you get that in your head that protein bars are just not yeah, good yeah, it's yeah, like the yeah. cardboard you kind of sawdust force them down yes you, you,
4: you're you're forcing yourself to eat yes. them because you're thinking well this is good for me so I've got to do it
8: exactly but I find myself reaching for a second built bar and uh, I, I told my husband I was like okay get it out of your mind that this is a protein bar because it's it's not it is but like you have to get that conceived notion out of your head that this is going to be you know like what you've had before, but it's totally different. And you just got to try them. They're a great way to start the new year, and you guys have a great deal.
4: Yeah. yeah, order them right now. Just go online to BuiltBar.com. That's BuiltBar.com. And make sure you put in the promo code ROD or ROD20, and you'll get 20% off your order with Built Bar. Again, just put in the promo code ROD for 20 cent, 20% off, Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. Here's Abby now with the news update. And
11: for the prize.
4: All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show as we continue with our live broadcast from Built Bar today. If you want a great-tasting protein bar, what are you waiting for? I mean, Built Bars are delicious. I think I saw a billboard coming down say that said fit and delicious. Now, to many of you out there, that may be an oxymoron, but let me tell you what, not with Built Bar because they are good, and they are good for you, and we'll tell you more about that as we continue with our live broadcast here today. All right, um... Not sure if you're aware of this, but uh, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey is now talking about the ban on President Trump in a statement that he issued last night. He said his company's decision to ban the president from the platform set a dangerous precedent. Oh, really? And he said that it was ultimately a failure by the company to promote healthy conversation. Uh, His remarks, as you know, came after the company had taken a real hit as far as value. I think they lost anywhere from it was $2 billion to $3 billion, the value on the stock market as a result of that. Um, Dorsey said, I do not celebrate or feel pride in uh, our having to ban Donald Trump from Twitter or how we got here after a clear warning. We take this action. We made a decision with the best information that we had based on threats to physical safety both on and off Twitter. Now, if you go back and you look over the comments and the tweets of other politicians, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just another example of people out to get Donald Trump. Others can say whatever they want on Twitter, and they have. And Jack Dorsey's not going to do anything about it, but he's showing his true colors. And the goal here is to eliminate Donald Trump's ability to talk to many of the people out there who support him. All right, coming up, hour number two of the Rod Arquette Show. We'll talk with former U.S. Attorney Brett Tolman about the impeachment and where we go from here. And do the airlines have a right to tell you to shut up? We'll get into that as well. It's all coming up on the Rod Arquette Show. Start the new. We're live, we're local, and of course we're everywhere with iHeart. How are you, everybody? Welcome back. Hour number two.
2: no purchase necessary. BDW void were prohibited by loss. terms of conditions, 18 plus
0: live from Built Bar, the healthier than you would
4: eat, can even imagine. Protein bar that tastes better than anything you've probably ever had when it comes to a protein bar. They're that good and they come in all kinds of delicious flavors. You know, the candy bar, if you think about this, candy bar's been around for what, hundreds of years, right? But you know, they've done a few things to a candy bar, but it's still a candy bar. Well now you have built Bar. They come in different flavors. The you know, they're they're absolutely delicious. And on top of that, guess what? They're good for you. So we'll talk more about that and tell you all about the built Bar story here on the Rod Arquette show throughout the show this afternoon. All right. Let's talk about the impeachment. Mitch McConnell late last night saying, no, Senate's not going to take it up until about January 19th, the day before Joe Biden becomes president of the United States. Where they go from here, nobody knows. Will Chuck Schumer try and push it through and have the uh, Senate vote on this? Nobody really knows for sure. That's why I wanted to bring on our next guest, Brett Tolman. He is a former U.S. attorney. Always great to have Brett on the show. Brett, thanks for joining us tonight. Where are we going with this, Brett? What do you think is going to happen here?
6: Yeah, you know, it's a troubling chapter, in my opinion. And and I, you know, I've spoken. Openly against the,
4: the impeachment
6: of Clinton, the impeachment of uh, the first impeachment of Trump, and now this one. And my issue with it has been the sort of cavalier way that it's being utilized. And uh, the, this tool, and it's, it's, it's getting worse and worse, uh, you know, culminating in this one where there's, there's no uh, effort to even attempt to gather evidence or address you know, the law that might apply to what they're accusing the president of and uh, a snap impeachment then gets sent over to the Senate and done when there's, you know, about 10 days left in uh, this administration. So for me, it's there's a process problem, but there's also a bigger political problem that we should all really be concerned about. And that is the utilization of a tool that was was meant to be brought, you know, reluctantly and methodically and uh, thoughtfully, which is not what's happening
4: now. Well, and Brent, you had no hearing, you had no fact-finding, there was no chance for the president to even defend himself, even though there are reports today he actually did want to go on the House floor and and speak to this issue. I mean, they, they, they ignored almost every rule that we have when it comes to impeachment, and impeachment, in my opinion, Brent, and I bet you feel the same way, is not something to be taken lightly, yet in this case I think it was
6: yeah it's now become a default go-to tool for you know those that are have the have the gavel to to wield as they see fit and that's dangerous um it's dangerous because that's that's really part of why there is such a divide in this country um the the impeachment of of president trump um over uh the phone call with with uh you know, the Ukrainian leader mm-hmm, is, mm-hmm. is one that it, it certainly did not rise to a level that uh, impeachment should have begun. But even with the the lack of due process that they had in that impeachment, at least there was some opportunity for the Judiciary Committee in the House to ask questions, to cross-examine witness, and what they presented then to the Senate fell far short of, of uh, uh, conviction. And That we don't even have that now. And, and what we do have though is this political use of a, of a tool that I think the framers of our constitution understood would be the most reluctant tool to be used. And that's not the case. And I don't know, Rod, if you saw that there's now a couple of Republicans that are threatening to file impeachment on day one of Joe
2: Biden's
4: Mm -hmm. administration. Yeah, I'm seeing that now. And here we go again, right? Brent, Brent, what about now that it's going to the Senate? Mitch McConnell has already said, I'm not going to do anything, but he won't be leader much longer. I mean, Schumer's going to take over. Could they impeach? I mean, is it possible for them to impeach Trump even after he's out of office?
6: So it's a great question, and there is disagreement again uh, among scholars. My my take on this is that the Senate, once they receive the impeachment uh, from the House, uh, has to actually take up the matter. There's no no wiggle room for them to take it up, uh, you know, or to not take it up. The, the question becomes: If the individual is no longer in office, can they pursue something that says, you know, for example, that you you may impeach a sitting president, but it doesn't say you can impeach a citizen. Um, the the issue really becomes then, I think, one of decision making by the the leadership in the Senate, because when the Constitution is silent on on a matter. They have to interpret it and then make a decision, and that creates precedent. And that's what I'm worried about, is the precedent of taking it up, going forward on a trial against a president who is no longer in the Oval Office.
4: And I could foresee a challenge maybe even headed to the Supreme Court to ask that question, Brent. I mean, is that a possibility?
6: Absolutely, is a possibility. And in fact, Rod, I think that they could challenge the impeachment um, in the House itself because you you did not even have a, a an impaneled judiciary committee at the time there was no there was no committee no standing committee which is supposed to be how you you know the the body that actually issues the impeachment and uh there they had not yet been created so there's a lot of issues that i think could uh you know could be battled in the supreme court and and sadly i think this is um this is where we're at. There's very little wisdom in Congress right now.
4: Yeah, and you were saying, because it has passed the House, the impeachment now goes to the Senate, and the Senate has to take this up, but could Chuck Schumer, and I doubt he'll do this, say, you know, the the votes just aren't there. I mean, we're going to need, what, 16 or 17 Republicans to join us. I mean, what do we, you know, even if we go through this process, we don't get the votes. What have we achieved? Nothing other than yeah. some political gain, maybe.
6: Yeah, and I think this was a risk that they didn't think through, and they mean the the Democrats and especially President Elect Biden. Of of all, you know, to set aside all his his rhetoric that mean, seems to mean nothing about unity. Just looking, if I were in his shoes, looking at what I want to accomplish the first hundred days, which is very vital for a new administration, and you want to be, you want to have this anchor around you as you try to accomplish something in the first hundred days. It was a miscalculation. I think it'll come back to Biden.
4: Final question for you. Look into your crystal ball. Where do you see this going right now, Brett? Any idea?
6: I think there's going to be some serious negotiation going on between <clears throat> Pelosi, Schumer, and McConnell. And I think President-elect Biden has to weigh in. <clears throat> and, and we'll see. But my prediction is they're going to try to let this drop somehow and let this go. Uh, without going forward in the Senate. Um, I think that would be the, the, the decision that, w- you know, cooler heads prevailing, but we'll see, Rod. I'm, I'm always surprised at sort of the lack of, of thoughtfulness that comes out of Congress lately.
4: And hopefully we'll get some thoughtfulness coming out of Congress soon. Fortunately, I agree with Brett. It may not happen. Brett Tolman, former U.S. attorney here in the state of Utah, joining us on the Rod Archecho. Now, when we come back, how much the rights of an airline? If you go on an airline, an airplane, and you start chanting something that could cause problems, can the airline tell you to shut up and kick you off? We're all talking about what happened not only to Mitt Romney, but to some other lawmakers as well and what Delta has done to some passengers here in Salt Lake City. That's all coming up on the Radar catch and We'll get your comments on that here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9. KNRS, listen, in you'll know, on the road today, broadcasting live from Built Bar, Brenna is back with us to talk about these wonderful protein bars. You, you, you see advertisements for them everywhere, Brenna. Yes. And what I love about it, you've got, what, 18, 19 delicious flavors.
8: Yeah, we have 18 flavors and then a fun, like, promotional flavor here and there that you've seen and yeah, got to yeah, taste. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, 18 flavors. They're great because if you have a nut allergy, there's nine without nuts and nine with nuts. So there's really something for everyone. My favorite, I love peanut butter. And then if you want a nut-free option, raspberries, great. Cherry barcia. I mean, and we're talking about protein bars. Yeah, like yeah. these. These flavors are amazing, and yeah. we're talking about protein bars. Well, you
4: were mentioning the cherry. Is it cherry Garcia? I want yeah. to say cherry Garcia. Yeah, cherry
8: Barcia. <laughs> Barcia, yeah. okay. Yeah.
4: And the raspberry. Those are two of my favorites. They're so good. I love so the fruit and the, the, the flavor of these berries. Exactly. They're absolutely delicious. But yes. what is the secret behind built bars? Why is it good for you, but guess what? It also tastes good. What's the secret?
8: Oh, the secret. They're always in the innovation lab (laughs) cooking up something new, but they really keep it low carb. They keep it high protein and low calorie. So if you're doing keto, if you're doing Weight Watchers, a lot of people love them because they taste great. You don't have to choke them down. So your sweet tooth thanks you, but your body also thanks you too, because it's good for you. And they're covered in real chocolate. So they have that creamy edge that just goes down nicely.
4: Now you have, you have children. And their favorite is something we haven't talked about yet. And that's the built bites. What are built bites?
8: Okay. So the built bites, I love these because sometimes you can't get through a whole protein bar, especially my kids. Right. And so if they're like throwing a tantrum in the car that they usually do, I'm like, (laughs) here kids have some candy. And the built bites is like the fun size of the protein bar. So it's just a little, you know, like Mm -hmm. half of the bar. I throw it back there to them. They devour it. They're happy. I'm happy because they think they're getting candy, but I know they're getting protein. And so it's a win win. It's great.
4: It's great. Well, we have, speaking of great, we've got a great special for you tonight. Built Bar right now. If you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code ROD or ROD20, you get 20% off your next order. That's right. Use promo code ROD or ROD20 for 20% off Built Bar. Just go to BuiltBar.com, put in your order today. You'll absolutely love them. All right, more coming up on the Rod Arquette Show. Let's get news update now. Here's that. Thanks, Rod. All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show. As we continue with our live broadcast tonight from Built Bar, we'll tell you more about what Built Bar is. It's a delicious protein bar, and we've got a great offer for you tonight. So we invite you to stay with us. Now, uh, the power of airlines. Can an airline tell you to simply shut up? Uh, It was learned today, Delta Airlines, which, you know, Salt Lake City is one of the hubs, announced today that it has banned people described as Trump supporters who are involved in heckling two Republican senators at airports uh, uh, being flown on their airline. If you recall, Senator Lindsey Graham was verbally harassed by at least a couple of dozen Dalt- uh, Trump supporters at Reagan National Airport on Friday.
0: And then right before last Wednesday, I think this was. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohoo! A hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five. But if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: It's on Tuesday, as a matter of fact, Mitt
4: Romney was at the Salt Lake International Airport. Yeah, yeah, I mean he listen to what happened to him on the plane when he got on the plane. There you have people who were heckling Mitt Romney on the plane. Calling him a traitor, a traitor, a traitor. Before that, he had been approached by a woman while he was at the gate, and she wanted to have a discussion with him. And basically said, "Look, you're a traitor." And then we had this going on at the uh, on the on the plane itself. Now we've also had other incidents. There is a uh, there was a pilot who threatened to dump. Maskless pro-Trump supporters chanting on a flight in Kansas City. And he almost, you know, turned the plane around or found an airport to land at and told them to get off. But now we have Delta, who is banning Trump supporters who heckled Republican senators at airports from flying on the line. They're on the airline. They're basically on a no-fly list right now. Now, so the question comes to be, and I want to open up the phones to you. <coughs> excuse me. 888 <888-570-80-10. coughs> 570 or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, and <coughs> let me get a drink here, folks. <coughs> much, much better. Um, you know, what? Come on, if man. You get on a, yeah, it, thank you. If you get on an airline, um, what rights do you have? I mean, is Delta right in saying you're on a no-fly list? You disrupted this flight. You could have caused problems, and therefore we aren't going to let you fly. That's basically what they've done. Uh, And maybe we've got some people in the audience who were on that flight when they started chanting traitor, 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 being directed toward Mitt Romney. You know, it is an issue of free speech, you know, but, you know, I, I, I was talking with somebody about this today, and I said, if I walk into somebody's store and I started chanting something, could they, in fact, kick me out of the store? It is free speech, right? Well, isn't an airplane, basically, Delta's store? You're in their store. You're using their service to fly you somewhere. Do they have a right to say you can't do this? Now, I've been on planes before. Uh, I remember, you know, after the war, after the uh, the wars in, in Iraq and Afghanistan, you would see soldiers get on there dressed in their fatigues, and people, if they had a better seat, would offer their seat to a, sol- a soldier. Uh, I've been on planes where something great has happened in this country. Maybe we, we've won a gold medal or something, and people start chanting, USA, USA, USA. You know. Now you have people who are chanting against people they disagree with, like Mitt Romney or Lindsey Graham. Is it right for Delta Airlines to say, you're on a no-fly list, you can't fly anymore? because of what you did on this one flight. We aren't going to allow that to happen. And I want to get your thoughts on that, because, you know, we're having a, a real debate in this country right now, like with Twitter and with uh, Google, um, you know, about our right to free speech. Can we go on Twitter? Should be able to go on Twitter and express our opinions? These people on that flight with Mitt Romney, they were openly, you know, expressing their opinion. They felt and have felt that uh, you know, Mitt Romney is a traitor to them because many of them voted for him. Uh, what was it, 2018? He got, a what, about 75% of the vote here in the state of Utah. But many people feel that ever since then, I mean, the day before Donald Trump was inaugurated, if you recall, back in 2017, Mitt Romney posted an editorial opinion in the Washington Post calling him every name in the book, basically. And he did that during the campaign. And I think people feel they've been betrayed. So people who want to get on airplanes now, what rights do they have to openly and maybe together express their opinions? Or do they give up that right once they're on an airplane? Now, I know we have a number of pilots, former pilots or current pilots, who um, listen to the show and have called in on the show before to talk about airline-related issues. So I would like to open up the phones to you tonight. 888-888. Five seven zero eight zero one zero eight 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 five seven zero eight zero one zero, or on your cell phone, dial pound two fifty and say, and, and and all you do is have to say, hey Rod, to get into the show and to get your opinion about this, because I find this story to be fascinating. Uh, in the end, you know, do airlines have a right to say, you know what, you got to shut up, you can't do that, or you've got to get off this plane? 888-570-8010 on your cell phone. Dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, let's go to the phones tonight. We begin with Steve in Salt Lake City. Steve, thanks for joining us tonight. What are your thoughts on this, Steve?
12: So, I mean, I, I don't particularly care for Mitt Romney's political positions
4: since he's become
12: a center of Utah. Mm-hmm. I think he's flip-flopped. He doesn't represent conservatives at all and disappointed with him overall, but I don't think that anyone should be able to go onto an airline and do whatever they want, an airline is really, is a business, and like any business, they have a right to make their rules, and you need to be able to comply with those rules, and as a matter of fact, when you buy a ticket, you are saying basically you're going to comply with whatever that airline wants you to do, so that's just kind of my thought.
4: Well, and it's kind of like Steve, isn't it? Like you go into some stores and they have signs up that say "no shoes, no shirts, no service." I mean, isn't that basically what the airlines are doing to their customers as well?
12: Well, sure, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. You got to respect uh, the 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 business, the domain of business that you're in, whether you agree with or not.
4: All right, Steve, thank you. Appreciate your phone call. Let's go to another call. Let's talk with Will, who's in Roy tonight here on the Radar Catch Show. Roy, what do you, or Will, what do you say about this? Hello, Will. Will going once. Will going twice. Will going bye-bye. Sorry, Will. What's the difference? Okay, we got him. We got him. Go Uh, ahead, Will. Thank you.
7: uh, Okay. Oh, I was just saying, it. With the inconsistencies in the latest election, I wouldn't blame somebody for being a bit upset. And quite honestly, I'd be patient with people because I kind of agree with the people who are upset. And what's the difference between kicking somebody off a plane from deplatforming somebody off of Facebook? I kind of view freedom to travel being similar to freedom of speech.
4: So, Will, should they have been allowed to chant? I I understand the chant went for about a minute. Uh, Should they have been allowed to do that without any repercussions? Yeah.
7: I mean, we've got Democrats who say burning down cities should be acceptable without repercussions. So I think something a little more peaceful, like chanting, should go without repercussions.
4: All right, Will. Thank you. Appreciate your call. Yeah, appreciate your call, Will. Thank you. 888-570-8010, 888 5708010. or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, Hey, Rod. More of your calls and comments coming up right here on the Rod Arquette Show. Arquette here.
13: One man, one goal.
2: Yeah, one vision. The Rod Arquette Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS.
4: All right, welcome back to the Rod Arquette live and local broadcasting tonight from Built Bar here in American Fork. And we'll tell you more about this delicious tasting protein bar and a great offer for you tonight here in just a minute as we continue with our broadcast. All right, if you're just joining us now, Delta Airlines announced today that it was placing uh, customers who uh, harassed Mitt Romney and Lindsey Graham on a no-fly list. The senators were seen in viral videos being heckled by supporters of President Trump after both expressed opposition to challenging the Electoral College certification of President-elect Biden and his victory last week. And, uh, you know, here in Salt Lake City, there were people who were chanting at Romney on the flight, traitor, 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 and they went after uh, Lindsey Graham at the uh, airport there in Washington, D.C. Is it right for the airlines to put them on a no-fly list? Can the airlines tell you you can't do something like that? You know, part of their business. I mean, this free speech issue, you know, where do you go from here? I want to get your thoughts on this. 888 570 or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod, let's go to Kevin, who's in Eagle Mountain tonight. Kevin, how are you? And welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for taking my
11: call. Yeah, I think it's pretty interesting in light of what's been happening. Um, I think you, if you... Uh, Look at the undermining um, target or the, the agenda of the Democrats. What they're trying to do is they're very stealthily trying to just undermine the, our basic rights. And, and freedom of speech is is freedom to speak your mind, what your thoughts are, no matter where you are, without repercussion. Now, if it gets to the point where you're you're um, you're using your freedom of speech to um, inflict harm to somebody, then then I think that's that's a different point, but. What, where is the government gonna, is the government gonna step in and say, okay, you can't speak if you're at a, at a venue like, like at a, a basketball game or if you're in a conference center or what about the transit system? You're not going be able to talk to somebody and say, you know, I think this person, I just don't like this person because of this, this, this. It's like, yeah, okay, you got your opinion. You have your freedom of speech and that's okay. It should be allowed to, to speak.
4: And so well, I think. Well, uh- I yeah, think Kevin. I let fine. me ask you, Kevin. Let me ask you this, E. Ray. Do you have that the uh, what took place on the flight with Senator Romney? Do you have that audio available? Will you play what that? We think!
3: Traitor! 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 Traitor!
9: All
4: right, Kevin. I want to ask you. Do you think that's being belligerent?
11: Um, you know, I think it's not necessarily belligerent. I think belligerent would mean okay, you are you're inflicting. A thought, or you're, mm-hmm. inflicting, you're inflicting a, a um, let me see, like yeah, just a, a thought that that would cause the person to to want to then react to that in in a in a forceful manner or a violent manner. <laughs> I think okay, and I mean, look at the Democrats. Look at look at what all the senators were saying to President Trump. I mean, they were yeah. shouting in in Congress like, oh, we should you know he needs a bullet, or we yep. should smack him in the head. I'm like where's the repercussion for
4: that all right you Kevin. Know, thank you appreciate, that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate your phone call you're right kevin absolutely let's go to centerville and see what andy has to say about this tonight andy welcome to the radar cat show hey
14: thank you for having with the
8: lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
14: The airlines, they have a right to protect their patrons. Maybe the measure of not having those people fly again is maybe too strong. You know, probably most of those people are very, very good citizens. And they're probably very frustrated to see the feud between Trump and Romney going so long. It's sort of like a a family, mom and dad bickering, and only the kids suffering. And I'm getting a message from the people that they're hurting, and they're hurting over this fighting and this carrying on, and they have hope. They have hope in their leaders, and they're just not seeing it. So right now I think you're just seeing all the frustration and all that coming out. And on one hand, no, we probably shouldn't behave this way. But on the other hand, uh, even myself, I've tried to send messages to my leaders to say, hey, can't we work this out better than having the showmanship? Yeah. yeah, You understand yeah. what I'm saying? I believe yeah, they're I, really, really hurting.
4: But this frustration, um, ahead. does it just, to, uh, the, Andy, this frustration that you talked about, and I, I feel it as well, I think a lot of people out there feel very frustrated, does that give them the right at an airplane to start chanting against somebody like Sender Romney? Uh,
14: probably not. Yeah. Probably not, maybe Uh, there's a better approach.
4: Yeah, maybe so. All right, Andy, thank you. Good call. Let's go to Lyndon and see what Lee has to say tonight here on the Rod Arquette Lee, how are you? Thanks for joining us.
3: Hey, Rod. um, My first thoughts come to this is, yeah, I kind of agree with you that the plane is that equivalent of a store. But I think it's also important to remember that we had a baker in Colorado that was sued multiple times because they didn't want to bake a cake. But yeah. we have to figure out what it is that a private business can and cannot do. They're both First Amendment issues. They're both related. And people are just tired of the hypocrisy. There's just one standard for one and a different standard for somebody else. I and mean, just we can't have it anymore.
4: I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you on that, man. I, I agree, Lee. I mean, you, sooner or later, you know, what is the standard out there anymore? What can and you cannot do? Back to the phones. Let's get in one more call before our break. Josh is in Salt Lake City. Josh, how are you? Thanks for joining us.
15: Thanks, Rob. This is uh I'm just uh calling in cuz I'm kind of curious about, you know, people are people are saying, you know, that they have the right to to say this about, you know, on the on the airlines, but what they're not and it's, you know, freedom of speech and everything, but what they're not taking into account is with rights comes responsibility. And if I have the right to say something, I have the responsibility to deal with the consequences of it. Now, Delta is a private business. So yeah. if we tell Delta, no, you can't shut them down anymore, you know, are we just giving the government more rights to come in and uh, step on toes because they have the right to refuse service to anyone?
9: You, you know, know if want, this was yeah, yeah.
15: if it was a bunch of Trump supporters or if it was a bunch of, uh, of uh, Biden. Joe Biden supporters saying, you know, to impeach Trump, would the same people be calling in saying, no, they have the right to free speech?
4: Well, and and but I wonder uh Josh picking up what you're saying, what if what if there had been a lot of Biden supporters on there saying impeach, impeach, impeach and directing it maybe at someone like Mike Lee, would they be put on a no-fly no-fly list?
15: Well, that's the thing. It should be equal, but that is up to Delta to make that call. Now, if I don't like Delta's policies, there are other airlines to fly it's not a government or a public airline. You know, it's not like UTA saying you can't ride the bus. It is a private business. And as soon as you start taking away their rights to refuse service, you know, you're opening up a can of worms that I just don't think we want to dive into.
4: Yeah, I don't think we either. We don't want to do that, Josh. I will agree with you on that. All right, Josh, thank you for your phone call. You know, I've never taken the time to read what a Ticket on Delta Airlines has to say. I mean, they're probably in the fine print somewhere. It says they have a right to do this. Imagine it does. I've never had a chance to read that. Maybe somebody out there knows that. All right, more of your calls coming up, 888-570-8010, or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, Hey, Rod, we are broadcasting live today from Built Bar here in American Fork, their headquarters, and Brenna is back with us to talk about this really delicious tasting bar and if people right now are still, you know, I think I saw a note the other day, Brenna, January 11th is the date when most people give up their New Year's resolutions. <laughs> now, we're past January 11th. I know. But we've got a way to help you stay on that resolution yes. to get healthier, maybe even lose a little weight with
8: Built Bar. Yes, exactly. Happy 2021, right? <laughs> Let's ring in the new year with a Built Bar. Sure. I know. We go. <laughs> Oh, uh, we have to have a silver lining somewhere. somewhere Bilt Bar will be our silver lining. lining. There
4: we go. If you're Among frustrated. Among the Capitol riots yeah, if, and you're, if you're <laughs> down on your life, have a Bilt Bar, <laughs> right? A
8: Built Bar. It's your comfort food that'll give you some protein. <laughs> Am I right? So, let's, talk,
4: let's talk about Bilt Bar and the flavors, because yeah. you have a lot of them.
8: I mean, it's incredible. There's 18 flavors, ranging from caramel brownie, cookies and cream, coconut almond. There's raspberry. Strawberry was a promotional flavor we did for breast cancer. Um, cherry Barcia. I mean, we're talking about protein bars. These are not candy bars, but your taste buds will be fooled because they taste amazing, but also give you your daily grams of protein, low in carbs, low in calories. So they're diet friendly, keto friendly. I mean, you got to yeah, have them. You, you just got to try them.
4: Man, you've touched all the bases. <laughs> I mean, you're, you really have. And what I love about it is the fact that. That when you're, when you have a built bar and I have a little stack in my office and before I go on the air, oftentimes if I'm just feeling kind of, I need a little pick me up. I need a treat or something. I grab a built bar and it really does help.
8: Yeah. It curbs that hunger and it satisfies my sweet tooth. So I've had two today.
4: Already? Yes. How many average, on, on average, how many Built Bar's do you have?
8: Probably today? about two. I have to like push it away after two because I don't want to have too much protein because they are high yeah, in protein. Yeah, high in protein. But they taste great. So I'm always reaching for another. It's great. <laughs>
4: All right. We've got a great offer for you tonight. If you haven't tried a Built Bar, shame on you because you, you'll absolutely love them. And they've got a great offer, as I mentioned. Go to BuiltBar.com. That's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code ROD and you'll get 20% off your. Next order. Again, use promo code ROD for 20% off at BuiltBar and BuiltBar.com. Here's Abby now with a news update. Thanks, Rod. Welcome back to the Rod you here on Utah Talk Radio 1059. KNRS, listening, you'll know we're an iHeart radio station broadcasting live today from Built Bar here in American Fork. We're talking about the uh, Decision by Delta Airlines to place, you know, some uh, people who uh, uh, went after um, Lindsey Graham and Mitt Romney last week because of their votes to uh, certify the Electoral College in favor of Joe Biden. And uh, Delta Airlines has put some of them on a no-fly list. Is that a fair thing to do? Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk with Lynn in Murray, who's been waiting patiently tonight. Lynn, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Rod. Um, as far as being up in the
6: air and causing a disruption, the captain absolutely
3: has the right and responsibility to put the plane down. Um, if there's a marshal on the flight, you could be arrested. Uh, it's it's just not, not a good thing to
6: do to cause a disruption on a commercial flight. 35,000 feet is not the time to cause a disruption, whether you feel like you have the right to say what you want to say, um, you you just can't do it. They they have too much responsibility, hundreds of lives on the line, and you're one of them. And uh, therefore, I would not pick that time to uh, cause a disruption.
4: All right. Good point, Lynn. Thank you. Appreciate your comment on that. Let's go to Ogden and let Max weigh in on this tonight. Max, how are you? Thanks for joining us.
13: Good, Rod. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, As you pointed out on your show many times, there is such a hypocrisy with the established left in today's world. Um, I mean, who uh, really initiated this type of behavior like you saw on that flight? And I would just say, call your attention to Maxine Waters when she's going into restaurants where you're having a a peaceful meal and they shout you out of the restaurant. I mean, I'm in favor of Delta Airlines and what they did because if I'm on an airline flight as a passenger, that's the last thing I want to hear is all of this shouting and commotion. Just as if I was to go into a restaurant, to have a meal with my wife and then to have someone at the next table come in and shout down another person, it's wrong. Yeah, but wrong. I think the far that's left and the established left need to take a look at themselves and say, okay, who kind of started this type of behavior and right, where did Max, they think it would lead?
4: Yeah. Thank you, Max. I appreciate your comment. I've got to get to a break here. All right. When we come back, maybe this is a commentary, a sad commentary on society today. Running a criminal background check on your date. What do you think of that idea? It's coming up next. Paid for by... And we are, in fact, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. How are you, everybody? Welcome back. Hour number three... Well, they're on our ketchup with you on Utah's Talk Radio, 1059-KNRS, broadcasting live tonight from Built Bar. You know, you know, they gave me a secret as to how to keep my New Year's resolution, eat healthier food, and eat tastier food. And they said, you can accomplish both with this Built Bar, and they're spot on. It is, they are absolutely delicious, and we're going to talk more about that. Here on the Radar Ketchow tonight because we're on the air broadcasting live from their headquarters here in American Fork. Well, joining us on our newsmaker line, a good friend of mine, I've known this state lawmaker for a very, very long time. Utah lawmakers begin their session, what, uh, Tuesday, day after Martin Luther King. They've got a lot to deal with. Uh, it looks like the economy is looking pretty good. We may, in fact, get a uh, tax cut would be nice, being very unusual. While other states are struggling with money right now, it appears Utah is doing very, very well. But... Um, He is introducing a bill which, I don't know, I think it's a sad commentary on the world in which we live anymore, but I think he's behind this effort, and we're talking with Representative Steve Handy. Steve has a bill that would let people check criminal records before they date somebody. Steve, I don't know about you, but boy, that's a sad commentary on the world in which we live, Steve.
16: How are you, Rod? I haven't talked to you for so long. It's, uh, It's nice to be on your show today. Well, you know, this is one of those things. It is a sad commentary. Uh, this is an idea that was brought to me by a constituent, a, a woman who was uh, dating a guy, was beaten up pretty badly. He put her in the hospital. She was in that safe harbor place out in Davis County. You know about that?
9: yeah. yeah. And
16: uh, she found out that he had, had had a record. He'd beaten up his former wife. And she got thinking, like, geez, if I'd only I had been able to check this guy out. So She contacted me and said, you know, because everybody knows about the sex registry, and she said, what about something like that? So I said, wow, pretty good idea, but it could be pretty expensive. So we got looking into it and brought some stakeholders together from the courts, and they said, you know what, Steve, there's already something called the exchange that uh, lawyers and the media, in fact, you probably have used it, look at and uh, can look at this, and maybe we could just offer the public a limited access for, uh, you know, a nominal fee, And that might help women who are just trying to wondering about, uh, you know, Joe. (laughs)
4: So that's what we're doing. And I heard that, Stephen. I just started (laughs) laughing, and I know you probably chuckled as well. I mean, we now have to do a criminal background check on people we date.
16: Well, it's a terrible, it is a terrible comment. L- listen to these statistics. You and I met over, you know, I was just calculating 35 years ago when we were working at Ogden a little bit, uh, and you were at KUTV and I was at the standard examiner. And Here's a statistic that their reporter, Mark Schoenfeld, did. He said uh, uh, domestic violence in the last year is up 46% in Weaver County and 8% in Davis County. Now, experts are saying it's not necessarily because of the pandemic but there's got there's got to be some kind of a relationship here. It's crazy. It's horrible.
9: Yeah, yeah.
4: Well, Steve, have have other constituents of yours come to you about this as well and said, you know, this effort that you're working with this woman on, I agree with it. We need it. I mean, have other people stepped forward and said this is a great idea, Steve?
16: well there was a story done in the in the paper that's why your producer found out about this and said hey let's see if see if handy will come on and talk to rob but i've had a lot of great feedback from people saying what a what a really good idea it's too bad like you started out that we have to can think about this but what a pretty good idea if we can god just reduce this horrible scourge upon us just a little bit might be worth it
4: could could guys access this if they're concerned about the women they're about to date as well? Steve? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, of course. Come on, I mean let's have is, equal treatment under the law here.
16: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a database that's already out there. The legal community, the media community uses it. They pay a subscription to get on there. But why not let the, the it, so it's public record, why not let the, the the public for a limited access and for a nominal fee uh, just be able to check it out? So th- those are the discussions we're going to have is the legislative session kicks off next Tuesday as you just said.
4: Steve, how thorough is the information on this uh, exchange subscription program? Is it pretty detailed? I think it's
16: pretty detailed. It, uh, you know, according to uh to the people that I've been talking to from the courts and uh, from the media people who've been uh, interviewing me about this. It's pretty detailed. I mean, you've got everything in there, not just domestic violence. You've got all kinds of stuff. You could even have traffic tickets. Wait
4: I'm not going to date this dude because he's got a traffic ticket, Steve. Come on. <laughs> no, that's, pretty no, on no,
16: no, that's pretty hard on the guy. No, that's pretty hard on a guy. But, but just uh, in other words, what I was trying to say is it's it's all kinds of infractions and violations, and you know, not not just charges but convictions is what we're on here. These are convictions, and so the legal community uses this. The media uses this all the time, and uh, actually, I was told this morning employers can can get a subscription and can use this and check somebody out. You know, a little background check. Yeah. So uh, you know, uh, let's let the let's let the public. So that those are the those are the discussions we're going to have.
4: Steve, any ideas to how many women? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How many women would use this? Any idea, Steve? Any idea?
16: No, I I just I just don't know that Rod as we're starting to have these discussions, you know, we'll get into it and kind of kinda figure it out. But the people I've talked to from the courts, from the domestic violence, uh, all these groups, uh, a professor from BYU reached out to me who's done a lot of studies, is gonna talk to me tomorrow, share some share some information. They're all saying, Wow, what a good idea. What a do good idea! State, Sorry, we yeah. have to maybe do this, but yeah, what a good yeah. idea!
4: Do other states have anything like this, Steve, or would we be one of the I first in the country to do it?
16: I don't know, Rod. I'm 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 just scrambling to do that kind of research and and determine that, but I don't know that yet. Good question. I'll All I'll right. follow up on that.
4: Do you think you'd get a lot of support for this up on the Hill, Steve?
16: Well, I I don't know. I I think so. I mean, you're getting we're getting a lot of public support. And that's that's gotta speak to it. It it all kind of depends on what the what you know, uh, the, the what the physical note will be, what the cost will be. But I don't think it should be too, too, too extensive, uh, given the, the benefits that would that would be realized to society. But we're not talking about creating a brand new registry like the these offender registries we have that yeah. are pretty expensive and they you know, we don't need to do that. This is something existing. We're just gonna allow we want to allow people to have access.
4: Okay, so it wouldn't be... It's a, it's a terrible be no, comment. There, yeah, there, there, there'd be no um, uh, state money allocated to this because the program's already set up.
8: It's already
16: set up. It would be self-sustaining by, by just a few, a few little fees, you know, and you'd, you'd have to kind of figure out, you know, what would what wouldn't be involved, and you'd have to take a year or two and figure out
4: what happened. Yeah, I, I wonder yeah. how many guys. Yeah, I'm wondering how many guys are listening right now out there, Steve. Going, boy, I'm glad this wasn't <laughs> around when I was dating my wife because I'd ne- I, I wouldn't have made it if she would have <laughs> checked my know, background. Uh, I, don't
16: <laughs> I don't know, Rod. I just don't know about that. That's, that's something to say, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Steve, it's an interesting. we well, good idea. to talk to you. Always good chatting with you, Steve. Steve Handy. Steve Always good. Thank Steve you, Rod. Take all you right, care. Steve Handy, representative, joining us on our newsmaker line. It is. <laughs> I go back to what I said at the beginning. I, it, it's in a way, and maybe maybe women want to weigh in on this. And you can give me a call on this at eight 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 five seven zero eight zero one zero, or on your cell phone, dial pound two fifty, and say, "Hey, Rod." But you know, um, you have those ugly cases sometimes. And do you know? Do women really want this? Is it a like I said, a sad commentary on society today, where if you go to date somebody um, for a nominal fee? You now can check their criminal background. Uh, wow. I mean, kind of wild, isn't it? 888-570-8010. Or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, run, Hey, I'm in favor of it. You know, if um, if it's not going to cost the state any more money if the individual who wants access to this uh has to pay a nominal fee of uh you know i think i think they're looking at maybe five dollars to make sure the person they're about to go out on a date now does not have a criminal background check they just want to do so just to protect themselves um I'm not opposed to it. Maybe you are. 888-570-8010 or on your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say, hey, Rod. And we'll get to your calls and comments coming up right here on the Rod Arquecho. As I mentioned, we are on the road today broadcasting live from Built Bar. It's always fun to be here with Brenna from Built Bar. They have a great team of people. You know, this, this is one of those success stories again, isn't it, Brenna? Because I understand the idea for this. Started in somebody's kitchen.
8: Yeah, it's really fun. The team here, you just feel like you can succeed. Um, so the background story for Built Bar, you know, the scientist was creating something different for an Olympian here yeah, in Utah. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it kind of just took off from there.
4: Now, I, is it true that yeah, Built Bar has become the official energy bar? Is it for the U.S. ski team? I think it's the ski team. I think team. it might be. Yeah. I can't I mean, what remember. An honor that is.
8: Yeah. Yeah, it is really cool. All the partnerships that are going on because... Once the athletes taste the bar and they're getting all the protein that they usually would from other yeah. you yeah. know, brands, yeah. but it actually tastes good. You know, I was
4: going to say, the trick is these actually do taste
8: good. Yeah, you don't have to choke them down as an athlete. And yeah. as a mom, I love it. My kids love it. Athletes love it. You know, it's really great for anyone.
4: Yeah, well, just be aware that after we're done, Hal always backs up this large pickup truck <laughs> and unloads good. and gets as many cases as he can before he leaves. Good, you they're, deserve they're, it, they're Hal. Really that good. The idea of the flavors and yeah. the variety of flavors—where did that idea come from, Brent?
8: They are always innovating. When you come in, you'll see our innovation lab—the huge window yep, with. Yep them always trying new flavors. They ask the team constantly, you know, what do you think? Do you think this flavor would be good? And that's why I love because everyone's kind of involved here and they value everyone's opinion. And so there's a lot of fun things always being worked on. And we get a sample things that they're working on in the invasion lab. We have 18 current flavors. There's always a promotional flavor that they do. Um, but I mean, Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, coconut almond, raspberry, cherry barcia, peanut butter, mint brownie. I mean, just to name a few. These are protein bars we're talking about, which is crazy. Yeah. It sounds like we're talking about candy, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I have so a favorite. it's I so have fun. The, I,
4: the cherry, I love.
8: Oh wow!
4: Raspberry, I love. Yeah, the lemon cheesecake
8: It's really good. That's yeah. pretty darn good I know. too. I mean, these yes. are all
4: good, and that's what I love. It's not the same flavor. Yeah. I mean, if I go a couple of days, I want one today exactly. and one tomorrow. You can I've switch it up. A variety of flavors to totally. choose from, so, and
8: you're not getting so. burnt out with the same old, no. same old.
4: They are absolutely delicious. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Yeah. Are they all covered in dark chocolate or milk chocolate as well? Um, yeah, isn't dark chocolate. Dark isn't it?
8: chocolate, and then we have the. The white chocolate bars oh, that you can get, see, too. See, I didn't know about the
4: yeah. white chocolate bars. See, you keep on hiding this it's information. So <laughs> All right, so fun. All right. Now, we've got a great offer for you tonight. I invite you to go to BuiltBar.com right now, and I invite you to use the promo code ROD, because if you use that promo code, you'll get 20% off your order. Again, go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code ROD to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar and BuiltBar.com. Com. Here's Abby now with a news update.
14: Thanks, Rod. All right,
4: welcome back to the Rod Arquette Show here on Utah's Talk Radio 105.9. Listen and you'll know. Great to be with you tonight as we continue with our live broadcast from Biltmore. We'll have more on that coming up in a few minutes. You know, it's kind of interesting, I think, um, the the, the, the uh, mainstream media and the pollsters out there are looking at what happened uh, a week and a day ago uh, at the uh, nation's capital, and are just wondering about Donald Trump and his supporters. Are they mad at Trump? Are they going to leave Donald Trump? What is going to happen with Donald Trump and his supporters? Well, what they found out is most people, most of Trump's supporters do not blame him for what happened at the Capitol.
5: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
8: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Now that it is still Donald Trump's party. As a matter of fact, um, I don't know if you caught this. I think it was on Fox News last night. Uh, Frank Luntz, who is a well-known pollster. He does focus groups all the time. Many people consider him to be a far-left political pollster. Well, apparently he had his day ruined a couple of days ago because he held a focus group. And um, he went on Fox News, I think it was last night, as a matter of fact, to talk about the results from his latest focus group. Now, I got a sense that Frank Luntz was hoping to find people who said, I've had it with Donald Trump. I'm never voting for a guy again. Well, guess what? Couldn't be further from the truth. He found in this focus group, Not one Trump supporter who was willing to jump ship on Donald Trump as of yet. In fact, here's what Lunds found. It found that more than 91%, 91% of Trump supporters say they would vote for him again. I mean, that goes against, you know, after what happened last week, you'd be thinking, well, people aren't going to support this guy. 91% of Trump supporters would vote for him again. You thought the number may be a little bit lower, not the case. Now, in addition, 78% of those Trump voters and Trump supporters still believe that the election was stolen. They still believe the election was stolen. Um, And Frank said, quote, this is astounding. Only 5%, 5%, would switch their votes from Donald Trump to Joe Biden, only 5%. I mean, that is still an amazing figure, knowing what has happened. So, Frank, you know, I guess we could tell you, the American people out there, those who support supportive for Donald Trump, still stand strong with the president because there are a lot of people out there who don't trust a thing that the media has to say. Now, there was another poll out. This was done by Axios and Ipsos. Republicans across the country are still siding with Donald Trump over Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Big time. Uh, A majority of the Republicans, according to the story today, still think Trump was right to challenge his election laws, support him, and they don't blame him for the Capitol mob and want him to be the Republican nominee in 2020. The survey shows that Donald Trump, in fact, could run again in 2024 and still have the support of a lot of people out there. Now, if you read between the lines, here's what they're finding. There is a deep division in the GOP. 56 percent, a majority, consider themselves traditional Republicans. 36 percent are calling themselves Trump Republicans. And I think there is a deep division Within the Republican Party, you have the Trump Republicans and the traditional Republicans. The former is often called establishment Republicans. Uh, Chris Cuomo has labeled the latter group Retrumplicans. Retrumplicans? I tell you what, that's kind of weird, right? Um, Now, here's what's interesting about it. Just 1% of Trump Republicans versus about 1 in 4 traditional Republicans think the president should be removed from office. Traditional Republicans are are divided over whether the party is better because of Donald Trump. Ninety six percent of Trump Republicans say the party is, in fact, better today. So it's just kind of interesting out there. People are looking for a number to say, aha, it is no longer Donald Trump's party. Not the case. Simply not the case. Now, here's one other number that I want to share with you. President Trump held More than 80 rallies. That's a lot of rallies, folks, between Labor Day and the 2020 election. Now, as pointed out today by Gateway Pundit, in all those events, not a single window was broken, not a single policeman was attacked, or an attendee murdered. These are law-abiding citizens out there, yet the media doesn't pay any attention to it. So, you know, with... What was going on with BLM, with what was going on with Antifa and the destruction that had taken place? Some They're estimating maybe around a million people attended the Trump rallies, and there wasn't one bit of violence at those rallies. does say something about Trump supporters. All right, now when we come back, the uh, CDC has issued new travel restrictions on people trying to come into the U.S. because of COVID-19. We'll outline what they are and what that means to you travelers out there coming up right here on the Rod Arquette Show and Utah's talk radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. I've got a... Put
9: me on the highway, the a
7: dirt road to any place, Long-
2: Radar Catch Show on Talk Radio 105.9 KNRS.
4: Alright, welcome back. Final half hour of the Rod Catch Show with you on this uh, Thursday evening as we continue with our live broadcast from Built Bar. Alright, effective what, on January 26th I think it is, people flying into the United States from another country will need to show proof they have tested negative for COVID-19. That new requirement was announced on Tuesday by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Now, with the U.S. already in the surge status again, uh, testing requirements for air passengers will help slow the spread and uh, protect the American public. That's what the CDC is saying tonight. Well, what exactly is going to happen? Let's get the details. Joining us on our Newsmaker Line, it's always great to have Jay on the show, is Jay Ratliff. He is the aviation expert for iHeartMedia. Jay, great to have you on the show tonight. Thanks for joining us. All right. new no restrictions. U.S. to require COVID-19 tests for all international visitors, Jay. What exactly does that mean?
3: Well, you know, about two weeks ago, we had the CDC state the same thing for people coming in from the U.K. If you're flying in from the U.K., you're going to have to provide a notice, that a proof, basically, that you've taken the coronavirus test within the previous three days, and then it came back negative then will allow you into the United States. Well, they have decided to expand that now to all arriving international passengers from all over the world and uh the thought is it, these passengers are going to have to prove that they've been tested in, and it's been negative or provide documentation that they've had the coronavirus in the past and and obviously got over it and airlines are going to be expected and required uh under penalty of fine if they fail to do it to make sure that they uh, catch everyone, check everyone before they're put on an airplane uh, coming in. I think we're going to see this start somewhere around the 26th of January, as I recall. So the airline's going to have a couple of weeks to prepare. Normally something like this, you would be like, oh, it's uh, the nightmare it's going to be. But with so few people traveling, it's really not going to slow things up <laughs> too much as they put in this extra step. Because obviously the concern is in Europe and other places where they have this – I don't know if it's a new strain of the coronavirus Mm -hmm, or what mm -hmm, have you, but mm -hmm. they're having some increased numbers, and that's raising concerns. And even though the testing is certainly not definitive in some regard, it's an extra layer of protection that we want to have in place, and I certainly understand the steps that the CDC is
4: taking. Jay, um, if, in fact, they test negative and they are allowed in the United States, once they're here, is there going to be any type of any period where they, they, they have to isolate for a day or two just in case? Do you know?
3: From my understanding, from the initial uh, guidelines we received from the CDC, the answer to that is no. Now, obviously, anything over the course of the next week or two could certainly change because it's a, it's a very fluid situation. Uh, but from the early indications of what we've been told, that's not going to be required because of the fact that they've proven that they are, at least within those three days, uh, they do not have the coronavirus or haven't tested uh, positive for it. It's uh, probably the best... Uh, uh, approach that's been taken is with emirates out of the uh... emirates airlines out of dubai they they had a blood test that they administered to everyone and within ten minutes they know if you have the coronavirus or not if you pass you fly if you don't you stay there it, it's their way of trying to make passengers feel more comfortable knowing that everyone around them is does not have the mm-hmm, coronavirus, mm-hmm. and on their international flights going into different countries they can say look we're bringing you two hundred eighty three people uh, and we're not bringing you any problems, because none of these individuals have the coronavirus, and we've tested for it. Obviously, we, sh- we can't do blood tests here at the United States for a bunch of reasons. One, people freak out over pat-downs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If we had to start giving blood, it would be <laughs> even, even more interesting at the TSA checkpoints.
4: Yeah, Jay, what about Americans who leave the country on a vacation? I talked with someone the other day who spent several days down in Mexico and had an enjoyable time down there. Will mm-hmm. this impact them coming back into the United States?
3: That's something that we are, I'm still checking on, because I don't have the definitive answer, but what I'm being told is this is for uh, non-U.S. citizens coming into the United States. And I suspect that we're going to see some clarification on this, because there's a lot of questions that are flying around right now on how that's going to be handled, because we don't want to slow anyone's, Arrival, but you know, if if someone goes to Italy, uh, Europe, somewhere, you know, for mm-hmm, for two weeks mm-hmm. and comes back, there is that raised concern, and uh, there may be um, some wording that I've yet to see in the release that uh, states that uh, U.S. citizens are going to be required to do the same thing. Uh, I would not be surprised at all if we go in that direction if they've not done so already, just to make sure everyone on board that aircraft has been tested. Uh, before they come back as a precaution because, look, we've had many people that here in the United States that have said they don't have the coronavirus. They've gotten on the plane only to find out later. Not only did they have it, they knew it, and they didn't tell the airline and put uh, you know, people that they were around at risk.
4: Yeah. Jay, uh, this story is of a of a uh, particular concern to a lot of my listeners here simply because of where we are. Salt Lake City, it is the home of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They have mm-hmm. tens of thousands of missionaries coming and going all the time, uh, some coming home from foreign countries. Any idea how this may impact people like that?
3: It's going to slow things down, and that's 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 something that the airlines don't want to see because they're desperate for as many passengers as they can get and it seems like with every layer of additional uh, precaution that we're taking in this whole coronavirus uh, crisis that it is doing nothing but really impeding uh, the ability for a lot of people to to want to travel and that's right now domestically the traffic is still down 50 to 60% and we're being told that it's going to take considerable time for the industry to recover domestically even longer from the international standpoint and and that's a big time concern because The airlines are pinning all their hopes, 100% of their hopes, on the vaccine
9: Mm -hmm.
3: getting out there and administered to kind of free things up where people will feel more comfortable in flying. And they'll start to see some rapidly increasing numbers domestically and internationally. But right now they're not seeing any increase at all.
4: Final question for you, Jay. Let's talk about uh, what lies ahead the rest of the year in summer travel, like you say, and is it still too too much up in the air to make any kind of prediction whatsoever?
3: It is, uh, although there are a lot of people saying, well, look, the airlines, when, when people start flying again, the unanswered question right now to me is how many of the business travelers are going to come back? The airlines are confident they're all going to come back. That's not going to be the case. Far too many businesses that before were very slow to embrace technology, not didn't really use the Zoom conferences conferencing-type thing, videos, um, have found out that, hey, they work, they're cheap, and they're a lot more effective uh, than sending my staff all over the Mm -hmm, the world mm -hmm. or the country. And as a result, there's going to be fewer travelers. Now, if the airlines who get 70% of their revenue from these corporate travelers see a significant drop-off, they're going to have to make that lost revenue up from somewhere. That's going to come from an increase and perhaps a sharp increase in the domestic airfares for the rest of us which is why I really like to see people that are already making summer travel plans, uh September, October, Thanksgiving, even at the end of the year travel plans right now, looking for some great deals, buying their tickets, locking them in, spending a few dollars on the trip cancellation insurance as a precaution, which is always a good idea, uh because if we buy our tickets now, we are protected against any future fare increase and I really expect as the year progresses we're going to see airlines uh, who are getting a little impatient with the slow return to travel uh, to jack up some of their fares. And they can only do it based on how the market will, will allow it, but uh, they're used to making money. After 2012, when they started feeing us to death with all the bag fees, change fees, and all of that, they're used to making billions of dollars. They want to get back to that, and they'll raise fares uh, you know, if they need mm-hmm. to do so, and I'm looking at that as a real possibility for this year.
0: We're going to be talking to
4: each other on our newsmaker line that is uh Jay Ratliff he is an aviation expert at iHeart Media talking about some of the uh, rules that are going to be changing when it comes to flying especially for international visitors here in just a couple of weeks all right We've had so much fun. It's always fun to be here at Built Bar. These are great, great people. They've got a great product. It is a Utah-based company, but it is uh, being recognized all around the world and in the country. I mean, even people like Glenn Beck are now endorsing this product. He absolutely loves them, Uh, and and it's really great. And we're talking about these protein bars from Built Bar, and Brennan is back with us. Um, You know, I said this earlier, and and I love it. You walk into the uh, building here in American Fork, and there is a big sign big beautifully painted sign yeah. it's got chocolate yeah you know dripping chocolate and it says we are delicious, delicious. and that's what that's what it's that's what separates yeah Built bar from the the protein bar market out there is Mm -hmm. huge, Yeah, but it really does separate it, doesn't it?
8: It totally does. It kind of feels like you're in like Willy Wonka's version (laughs) of like the protein bars. You know what I mean?
4: See, you can relate to that because you have young children. Oh, yeah. Willy Wonka, they probably love Willy. Oh,
8: they love it. Yeah. yeah. But it's just fun because you get your protein for the day and you satisfy that sweet tooth craving without having to choke something nasty down that you don't enjoy. Life is short, right? (laughs) Cheers to 2021. Let's ring in the new year. Yeah eat healthier food that's tastier too and enjoy it. And I really love the built Bars.
4: Let's talk about the nutritional value because that's what protein bars are all about. And these are packed with nutrition.
8: Yeah. They are high in fiber, low in calories. So you're getting about 110 to 160 calories, depending on the flavor, 16 to 20 grams of protein. I mean, that's huge. Three to five net carbs. So I mean, you can't beat that. When you taste it and you bite into it, you're like, "Wow, this is too good to be true.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of people out there who are trying the keto diet. Yes. Can you have... A protein bar, a built bar, if you're on one of those diets. Yes,
8: because keto is a low-carb diet, and so this fits right into your keto diet with the net carbs being three to five. I mean, a lot of people on the keto diet love this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Now, we mentioned this earlier. I want to mention it again for the moms out there. Yes. You were talking about the built bite. What is yes. a built bite?
8: It's the secret to my diaper <laughs> bag. Oh, you know that tantrum around 435? I'm, I'm hungry. Yes. Yeah, yeah you I, get it. And they're like, mom, candy, you know, fruit yeah. snack. I'm like, yeah. Here, have some candy. The Built Bites is the fun size of the protein bar. You know, my kids can't finish a full bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
4: You know, they they leave
8: it. And I'm like, guys, this is gold I'm giving you. You can't leave it. You can't waste it. So I love the Built Bites because it's the fun size of the protein bar. They love it. They're getting some protein and they think it's candy. It's covered in real chocolate. So it fools them enough to eating it because they think they're getting candy. And I love it because they're getting protein. Yeah. Now, what about the flavors? Have the, yes we have so many flavors and I love that too because sometimes you know you get sick of the same you know rotation of flavors so, if you want to switch it up, you know, have caramel brownie one day, cookies and cream the next, coconut almond the next. There's 18 flavors. So, you really, there's something for everyone.
4: Now, what about people who have allergies to nuts? You have a variety there that you don't, yes. they don't have to worry about them, right? So, there's
8: nine nut-free, so without nuts, and then nine with nuts. So my my personal favorite with nuts is the peanut butter, and then without nuts, I love the raspberry.
4: And you have seasonal flavors. Yeah. you're always coming yes. up with a unique one that lasts for a yes.
8: little while, Yes, right? it's so were just fun. talking earlier about the cookie dough. the cookie dough before that it was I think we had the pumpkin chocolate chip before that we had, had a candy the white one chocolate yeah the, the candy, candy cane, cane brownie day. when we were here for
4: the holidays yes, Hal and delicious. I kind of had a few of the candy oh
8: aren't they good with the pieces of candy cane <laughs> on them yeah you got to look out for the promotional ones because they really are so good
4: now, can people buy these in stores or do they have to order them online yes
8: they're we are now in retailers so okay. most GNCs if you're local to Utah there's going to be in Harmon so it's really exciting but if you know you don't want to leave your couch you hop on builtbar.com and you can order them <laughs> online too
4: yeah now someone let's see not leaving your couch yet eating <laughs> there's something wrong with that I want to leave my couch but I want built bar <laughs> yeah, yeah. something's wrong with that I there? know
8: <laughs> (laughs) We're
15: here to just please. Here we
4: go. All right. (laughs) Now, uh, we have a great offer for you tonight. Um, Don't give up on that New Year's resolution. If you're trying to eat healthier, eat smarter this year, how about a Built Bar? That's the answer. So go to BuiltBar.com. Make sure you use the promo code ROD20 or just ROD. I believe that will work as well. You get 20% off your next order. Again, use code ROD for 20% off your Built Bar. Just go to BuiltBar.com. Brenna, as always, Love having you on the show. Thank You're so you. are so much Love fun. Love being here. And this is such a great product. Yes. utah Bates, local product. Yeah. Take advantage of it and try one of these.
8: Yes. Thank you. They're
4: really good. All right. More coming up on the Radar Catch Show in Utah's Talk Radio, 105.9 KNRS. Listen, and you'll know. Let's get news update right now. Here's that. Thanks, Rob. All right, welcome back. Final few minutes of the Radar Catch Show as we wrap up our live broadcast from Billport. You know, I was driving in this morning, uh, listening to the Glenn Beck Show, and uh, Glenn and Stu they were talking about you know these uh, these threats or this uh, this charge against Donald Trump that at the rally last week he in fact incited the riot uh, and incited people to be violent and head to the uh, nation's capital. Well, Glenn and his wonderful team there on the Glenn Beck Show put together a montage of comments that have been made by those on the left over the last couple of years. Now, I want to play that back for you, and you tell me if some of these comments didn't incite a riot or couldn't be are You could argue that that comment also could incite a riot. Listen to this montage.
0: I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all
1: over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is. A dictator. You know there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state.
5: Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful.
8: Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless.
5: They go low. We kill.
8: How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck?
5: Biggest terror threat in this country is white men. Most of them radicalized
2: right, up to the right.
5: I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He, he came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face, and then gotten out of the race. You no. would have been a hero.
12: I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school,
14: I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. PUNCH SOME PEOPLE IN THE FACE! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a
5: bullet
6: in Donald Trump, and that's a fact.
1: Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is
6: John Wilkes Booth when you need him? That's it right there pulling
1: up. I have thought
9: And you
0: tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and our honoring our Constitution are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue.
1: They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this
9: isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet.
4: I tell you what, it is uh, pretty amazing uh, what the left has been allowed to get away with over the past several years. I mean, they claim to be pure as the uh, driven snow, but you listen to that montage, and that is not the case. Um, They are as much responsible for the heated rhetoric that we have in this country today as anybody who has supported Donald Trump over the years, maybe more so, and the media doesn't question him, doesn't challenge him, just lets him get away with it, and it is pretty sad. All right, that does it for us tonight. Head up, shoulders back. May God bless you and your family, this great country of ours. Enjoy your Thursday. It is thank Bank it's Friday tomorrow. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 4. Have a good night, everybody